Are you ready to become the top in your field? Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk podcast, a show designed for you, one that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been a predominantly male-driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. Share with us your trade secrets as we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your hosts of the show, Judalyn, Cassidy, and Andrea Harris. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Tradeswoman Talk. My name is Judalyn Cassidy. I am a plumber, speaker, and the CVO of the nonprofit organization Tools and Tiaras, Inc. And my name is Andrea Harris. We enjoy bringing to you, our listeners, the inspirational stories of the women and men in the building trades. On this episode of Tradeswoman Talk, my friend Andrea is so excited to meet this amazing couple, Jason and Shamika. Andrea, could you share a little bit about their story? Oh, man. Talk about a power couple making things happen. Shamika and Jason Minnesey. Shamika is the founder and CEO of Couture Career and Business Consultant. She is also the co-founder of Presidential Concrete with her husband, Jason Minnesey, who is a cement mason and has been a cement mason since the age of 17. Jason started his career as a cement mason and continues loving and working in the craft. This couple is a self-made entrepreneurs who have a knack for focusing on lessons learned and process improvement in the construction trade. Did I also mention they are a Black-owned concrete company in the state of Tennessee? Today, let's give a warm welcome to some guests that I am so excited to have. Hi, Shamika. Hi, Jason. Hi. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Judalyn. Hey, nice of you guys to join us. So before we get into our gang box talk, you know, like when you're getting coffee in the morning and you're chatting with the crew before the day starts, before we get into that, I have a game that Andrea and I love to play with our guests. It's called our five in five. I give you five questions. You're both going to get five questions, each one after the other. But here's the trick thing. You only got two choices. So even though your choice is not there, you can't pull that from the air. You could only go with the choices I give you. So I got one question. Are you guys ready? Ready. Uh, Ah, They sound ready. ready. They sound ready. They sound sound ready. ready. Okay. (laughs) Shamika, which do you prefer? An early morning concrete pour or a late night finishing? Early morning concrete pour. Nice. Jason, it's time to put up a motivational poster on your office wall. Who will it be? Malcolm X or Marcus Galvey? Malcolm X. Nice. Shamika, you worked hard all week taking care of the business and handling it. Shamika, it's time for Shamika time. What is it going to be? A manicure or a pedicure? Oh, pedicure. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Only one, girl. I know it's going to be difficult. Only one. <laughs> pedicure. Yes. Jason, it's Friday. Do you let the team off early or purchase lunch for the squad? No, they can get off early. <laughs> nice, I like that answer. <laughs> Shamika's like, what? Less money. Yeah, less money. Shamika, the kids want to go to a theme park, right? 
Is it going to be Disney World or Legoland? Disney World. Nice. Jason, which do you prefer? Or rather, a friend that is a rich friend, or do you prefer a loyal friend? Loyal friend. Nice, good. Shamika, girl, it's time to purchase Christmas gifts for the family. Are you going to purchase them online, or are you going to go into the store? Online. My kind of girl. Jason, <laughs> next one. This one is for you. You are at the movies with wifey, and she wants a snack, but she wants you to choose it. Is it going to be popcorn or candy? Candy. <laughs> Sharika, which do you prefer? Taking a shower with a bar of soap or a shower gel? Shower gel. Nice. And last one for you, Jason. A friend recommended a book. Which medium do you prefer to learn about that book? Paperback or an audiobook? Paperback. Oh wow! Nice. Nice. Thank you. You guys did awesome. That was See, easy, wasn't right? that difficult? That wasn't like yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a little ice icebreaker. So I want to say thank you so much for really taking time out to speak to us and our audience and the people who are listening who have no idea what it is to be in construction and not only just in construction to be a couple in construction and have your own business. So what was the motivating factor that inspired you both to start Presidential Concrete? Well, the number one deciding factor with me, with me it was I don't like the term salary cap. So I never wanted anybody to put a, a cap salary on me over my head. Well, this is what you can do. This is much you can make. And I've always had the mind belief of uh you have to get something started for the next generation so nice i agree and if a person has to be that first one to get something going for the next generation if he has to physically or she has to physically break down their body they need to do it for the benefit of their family not someone else's family nice i like that and for you shamika what was the, your motivating factor that's a great answer jason so for me it was simple. I believe in legacies and I believe in family legacies, but I also believe in branching off. And so mm -hmm. we were offered the opportunity to go to Michigan to take over my father-in-law's concrete business, which would have been great. But I didn't want to go there. So I thought, why don't we start our own and perhaps we can collaborate on some projects. And that's exactly what we did. Nice. Beautiful. So Beautiful. Shamika, I hear your passion about the business side of the company. But Jason, what does being a concrete slash cement mason mean for you? A concrete finisher is basically what what I am, is what I've been. But as well as trying to get trying to duplicate that, you're most powerful when you're able to duplicate yourself. So it is very hard sometimes to duplicate yourself if you don't have the longevity of somebody to pour into. So you want to you want to pick and choose or who you're going to tag as the next great concrete finisher. You know, your time is important. I don't have a lot of time to hold your hand and teach you every single thing. But if you're here for the longevity, then my mark can rub off on you. So I don't really think of cement mason. I just think of concrete finisher. OK, I could hear like how Ann talks about 
the jobs that you do. I could hear that passion in you both. That family means everything to you both. I could hear it with the legacy, the reason you started your business. And I want to know, besides that being one of the main things, is did you get that from your parents or from your father who's also in the business? Or that was just something, being a child of his, working so hard, it just became part of your life, of your lifestyle. It was that something that he imparted on you? To a certain extent, I would say yes. But then again, you know, me as a kid, I want my own. I don't want to divide it up. So nice. trusting God along the way that, okay, well, God knew it was going to be a way where eventually you're going to meet someone who is equally as powerful as you, who can help oh. divvy it up in the right way. So. See, yes. that's what gets in the sexy eyes after this podcast. Yes. <laughs> that is very so important because you could have a business and if you don't have a partner who believes in you and want to support you. And Shamika, you, I mean, I look at your Instagram. You are a lady who does not sit quietly. You are always making things happen. And I, um, what is your biggest um, hope and dream for the business that you both started together. We do not have enough time on this podcast, so I'll try to make it minor. So my hopes and dreams include exactly what we're doing now, talking to powerhouses like yourselves and putting our story out there. No disrespect to anyone in any trade, but I don't just want to be a mom and pop. I'm in business to create a legacy for Mm -hmm. our three children and whatever children they create, but also to employ people in my community. So I see us with a large office that extends more than just being a cement mason, whether it's laying it or pouring and finish it. I see us having divisions so that I can employ other people who can become presidents and VPs. And we have majority stake in the company, of course, but I see our business transcending through generations and in so many different areas. Who knows? We may have a plumbing division one day, I see the sky being the limit. So sometimes I can't put it into words because it's bigger than pouring and finishing concrete for me. Nice. Uh, oh, wow. Volumes. And and ladies, don't take us serious. We are critical thinkers. So a lot of times we look serious and we like to have fun and cut up. So if we're looking serious, <laughs> that's just who we are. But we're no. fun people. <laughs> no, 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 no. We see it. No, listen. We, we see it. To be a person in the trades and to be a person in the back office of the trade. You have to have a sense of humor because no two days are the same in the tra- in, in a trade business or in the trade world. Yeah. There's always somebody who's going to come in and if you're having a bad day and just you'll just look at them like, "Are you serious?" and you'll be <laughs> laughing. So I I absolutely get it. Now, everyone, if you get a chance, please check out Shamika's Instagram. We will be posting it at the end of the um in our show notes. She is a busy woman. And I first got in touch with Shamika because I heard her speaking to someone else. She spoke about speaking her and her husband, Jason, starting the business. Shamika, with your extensive background, what prompted you to say, Jason, let's do this. Let's start this presidential concrete. I think it's the ability to dream for me. So to go back to childhood, I would sit around the table with my mom, brother and uncle, And I would just formulate business plans and tell them how we would create family legacies. So I am a manifester because I manifested it, not with my brother, uncle and mother, but with my husband. And so Mm. my mother has definitely benefited from the fruits of our labor. So I didn't know 
30 years ago, sitting around the table, it would manifest into this. And so mm-hmm. when I met and married someone who had beliefs that kind of were parallel with mine, it was a no brainer for us to create our own business and start from there. And boy, did we start. <laughs> and boy, are we are we happy that you started because as much as, as I have I've been in construction, I've been a plumber over 25 years, and Anne has also been, Andrea has been a cement mason as long. We actually met on the job site, and she's gonna hate that I'm gonna say this, Jason <laughs> and Shamika. She didn't want to be my friend, and I forced her to be my friend. So this is the truth. Whatever she says is not the truth. What I just told you is the truth. And as long as I've been in the business. I didn't, you know, growing up, my dream wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a plumber. I actually wanted to be Wonder Woman and a lawyer. So I want to know with you, Jason, you know, growing up, knowing that your father is in business, was he the reason you chose that path? Or was it by watching him, you said, I want to do it? That's a good question. Because before I had any ambitions of being great at, at concrete, I thought I was going to be in the NBA and, you know, I had to, I knew I had to be great in order for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But my dad said, you know, you have a very small percentage of, of that remotely possible. Wow. uh, But one thing I, I, I started looking at him was no matter what it was that he was doing, he was great at it. Mm. He had a strong work ethic. So that's definitely something I picked up the work ethic and, Whatever I was going to do, I wanted to be great at it. So when he first started teaching me how to finish concrete, I, my my immediate goal was, mm-hmm. I got to be better than you. I got to be way better than you. I like that. I love that. I like that. My daughter is in the trade. Uh, she followed me, but she didn't decide to become a plumber. She's a sheet metal worker. And her reasoning was similar to yours. She didn't want to, like, you know, always hearing people said, oh, your mom is juggling the great plumber. And she's like, I didn't want to deal with that. So she wanted to forge her own path. So now she's a sheet metal worker. Yeah. Yes. Judlin, awesome. not everyone's aspiration in life is to be a plumber. Some people choose other <laughs> trades. So hence the reason why your daughter is a sheet metal worker. Right. <laughs> um, this question is for actually both of you guys. I've worked with my husband, who's also a cement mason, concrete finisher, as you call it, Jason. What are some of the things you can expect with working with your spouse? Would you like to go first? <laughs> Uh, I don't think you can expect anything. Just be we- just be ready for whatever, and figure a way to get to make it work. Good answer. <laughs> so, me being the wife, I will say you can expect breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. vacation, car ride for coffee to absolutely mm. be about the trade. You cannot have a conversation. That does not include work, the workers, and more work. So, for example, we can go to a really nice swanky restaurant, and it's beautiful. He's dressed good and smelling good, and so am I. And somehow, the steak dinner is going to be paralleled with a concrete pour. Oh, and you can expect to drive down the road, and when new construction is going on, you can expect the driver, which is typically your husband, to slow down and look at the concrete. Or whatever, even if it's plumbing. So like, you know, you would see plumbing pipes and you likely slow down as if you put the pipes in the dirt yourself 
So those are the things that you can expect when working with your husband. Expect work to never end. Yes, I would. Jason, you're a man after my own heart. And Andrea, I drive all over New York City, walk all over New York City, tell everybody which building I worked in, which building I put pipe, why those people should be grateful because I brought hot water to that building. (laughs) So I am not going to. Jason, I am you. Every skilled tradesperson. This is what we do. We love to show off. We love to brag about the things we do. And the ones that we didn't do, we love saying how it could have been done better. So I got you. I agree. What's interesting about Jason, (laughs) he will say how something he didn't do could have been done better. But like bragging and saying that like some of the amazing projects he's been blessed to work on, he won't brag about it. He wouldn't even think, I don't even think he realizes how amazing his work is, yeah. but he would definitely say, Oh, Andrea, you could have, that needed more fall. Oh, you're kind. Because <laughs> he could pop his, his colors already popped from doing the yes. little job. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I would love to know why do you think it's important that people of color like us, really and truly start their own businesses. Why do you think it's important? Anyone of you guys can answer. Because people of color have built enough businesses over generations and centuries. It's time to build our own. And it's time to start teaching and emboldening the next generations to continue to do the same. Yeah. I think of it like this. Some parents send their kids to Princeton and Harvard for a reason. They go there, they learn how to build businesses. Mm-hmm. They probably learn there. Why don't you go and hire somebody from the University of Michigan or the University of Alabama to run your business? It's time to just totally switch it around. Yeah, for real. I think we should be in HBCUs teaching young black men and women to run businesses, be entrepreneurs. I like that. Look for highly educated people to come work for you to run your business. Yeah, that's just me. I agree with you. What about you, Shamika? (laughs) Why you think it's important? My thought is different only because like by day I'm corporate America and all day I'm presidential concrete and a couture career. And it's for a reason. So a lot of times when we start businesses, we do it because Miss Cassidy is doing it and because Mr. Menacey and Miss Andrea. But we don't know the steps that it takes to build a business. So if your mom sends you to Princeton or Harvard or the Alabama A&M where we met, that's fine. But maybe you can go and work a couple of years, plan your work and work your plan and figure out contractual agreements, terms and conditions, figure out the logistics of running a business so that even when hiccups come, you don't fall. But if the goal is to build a business, then do that. But make sure you understand your intention. I think it's important because we have young girls that will be watching to understand because you may see how dynamic my Facebook is three years ago or my Instagram three years ago. It wasn't. You may see the wins of Andrea or Judalyn or Jason, but maybe 20 years ago you didn't see it. So it's a lot of work that comes with it. And so if we're going to tell the generation behind us to start a business and let me caveat that with starting a business costs money. Yeah. You don't want a salary cap, but you have to pay the salaries of others. So sometimes The ugly truth to that is there is a salary cap, right? Right. Because if I have to pay the three of you on this screen and there's only enough money to pay for you, then that week I go without. However, the rewards are greater, you know? And so I'm just saying like any child, if your aspiration is to go to college, do that. 
because there are some things that you're going to learn. And if you need to go to corporate America for a little bit or wherever, do that because you can learn some things that can take your business to higher heights. I know I did. And so when I do walk away from my corporate job to just do these things full time, I feel like I've put in 17 years in industry that can help me take my companies to the next level. Nice. Very good answer. Nice. Now, you mentioned your corporate job. What was your career or your job before you and Jason decided to take this step into starting your business? Being a mother to our oldest daughter, Jaden. So I was blessed to stay home the first year. We got pregnant my senior year in college. And so I was a mother. And before she was, let's see, the summer of her being one, we started Presidential Concrete. And so within Presidential Concrete, really, I was back office person the first 15 years. Year 16, I do everything Jason does with the exception of pouring concrete. So now it's turned into contractual agreements and business development. So no, I need a back office person now because I am not, you know, his secretary. We're side by side. But a lot of that, too, came from corporate. So I worked in the mortgage industry. I worked as a, a civilian for the United States Army for 11 years and worked on multi-billion dollar projects as the contracting officer. Um, so I've always had like a professional corporate type of job. Right. But it's, I've been strategic. So if anybody needs to understand strategy, please feel free to reach out to me. Everything that I did was for us, because even on the mortgage side, I found out who the bankers were, who were giving the loans and where things, you know, where multifamily or single family properties were going up from the government side and contracts. I know how to write an ironclad contract, what to read, what to look for, what to put in, what to not put in. So just like you can't build anything without those plumbing pipes (laughs) that we dig to pour the concrete, there's a contract somewhere along the way, too. So that's why I decided to venture off into the contracts arena for us. It it wasn't for accolades for government or corporate. I'm grateful for the type of, you know, projects I worked on, but it all led back to this. Yeah. Yeah. But I could, I could hear uh, what I love about you both just listening to you speak. It's the passion, the passion for legacy, the passion for breaking generational curse, the passion for your, your people of saying like, I'm not doing this just for me and no, for Jason and I, you were doing it for a whole community and trying to change the status quo for, uh, for, 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 for people. And I think it's the same thing with Andrea and I, like me being, we started the nonprofit Tools and Tiaras. I did that because I wanted to be part of the change to have more women and girls in the construction industry and making that money and also doing the next step where you have done bringing businesses. So um, I want to know if part of your moving forward plan. I know you have three kids. I think I saw two beautiful daughters. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, What is your, if they wanted to venture in the path, like Anne and I and your husband, and just after high school say, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to work for dad. Like you guys hire me. I want to work for you guys. Or are you going to do or push them to college? Or are you going to let them do what they need to do? What would your steps be? Would you tell them, come on, just just do it. Go with your dad and learn the trade. I would say go to school, finish your school, and go there. You're going to build strong relationships. You're going to get your degree. And then, you know, we're going to have plenty of time to make money and do all those fun things. But nope. What about you, Shamika? I'm with Jason, and I was eager to hear his comment. 
And so the thing is, like, I know, for example, my younger two today, they want to come and work the family business. And so I believe, like I said, strategy. So somebody should go major in engineering. Maybe someone else should go major in um, finance or go to trade school. But you have to have some type of path because today's kids and even today's adult, I don't want to go to school. I want to do what you three trades, you trade this trade man and you two trades women do. And then they want to make the money that you guys make that has taken you 20 years. No, I also believe in the education piece because of the way that it puts you on the same playing ground with others. You three, even if you don't have the education or you didn't finish whatever degree you decided to go after or trade, you have the 20 plus years of experience. So you can walk it and talk it better than me who went to college. But someone like my child who wants to follow in their father's path, you can't go and negotiate anything. You can't go and pour and finish anything. You've got to learn something. So to just tell me at 17, I'm not going to school, I'm going to follow daddy. Yeah, you're going to go to trade school. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like what people fail to realize, I know it might. I went to school five years for plumbing. So it's different doing a union apprenticeship, which Ann and I did. And most unions, which is why I wanted to bring this up. A lot of people don't realize this. Most unions will pay for you to get a college degree while earning, while you're learning. So Andrea and I could make over $100,000 plus, it's like way plus, without any college degree or college debt. And does that mean I'm less smart? No, I'm, I, I scored like really high on the IQ test. But for me, I love what I do. And I think that's where we are trying to change with Tradeswoman Talk, that we want people to see whichever path your kid decides to go, but don't make them believe that this path is not a lucrative or a really good path because I've met people who were actually going to be a doctor or engineer and have left that and become plumbers and electricians and stuff because you wait a college debt and they get to do something they love. Like I could say for me, I get up every day loving being a plumber. I don't not like it yet. 25 years. I still love, love. I still get a high. I talk about it and my face light up. I, my daughter was going to college. I paid for her to go and she wasn't giving me good grades. Like, you got to make something happen here. And then she decided to go into trades. I didn't force her, but I wasn't going to pay for something if you're not delivering. So I, I, I really want people to know that it's actually a really the other four-year degree without the, the debt. Just remember I that. that. I just yeah, think people a- don't know because at least in our generation, they weren't taught. you. If, if you were like Jason and I, you watched the Cosby show. And the Fresh Prince of and those people went to college. And then even watching Martin, we don't know if he went to college or not, but his shirt always was suggestive of some type of HBCU. And so, if we can have podcasts like this that teach our girls and young men that hey, you can be a tradesman or woman, and you can do this, and not have the college debt that Shamika has, it's important to share that. I didn't know that you can go to trade school for five years. And be debt free. Like Jason, Jason didn't go to trade school and is one heck of a trade. Yeah, but uh, I think that what, what, what we could start doing though is not as this generation is not looking down on the trades. Okay. So then now you're encouraging the kids to do go into those trades. Yeah. So when I was when I was young, when I was coming up, it was looked down on to be a farmer, mm-hmm. concrete finisher, plumber, framer, electrician, HVAC technician. It was great to be a doctor, 
a lawyer, yep. teacher, et cetera. But now when you, if you bring it, look at, at our younger kids now, the kids in India and Africa at the ages of six to 10 are doing seventh, eighth, sixth grade math work. Yeah. So like, you know, those are going to be the kids that get the doctor, the doctor jobs, get the great financial jobs. You know, we need to start teaching our kids about everything. You know, yeah. you choose what you want to do. First yeah. of all, you need to love what you do. Just don't do it for the money because you're going to get burnt out. Yeah. You know, you're going you to have a a sanctuary time in between when the money is not there to keep going and keep pushing through whatever you're facing. Nice. You know what I mean? So Agreed. that's the thing we can, do. we can change the perspective of trades. That's a great answer, by the way. And that's what we do at Tools and Tiaras. We teach young girls about the trades at our monthly workshops, our summer camps. So I believe that what you're saying, we are trying to do here at TNT. Now, um, yeah. Jason, Shamika just mentioned that you did not do an apprenticeship because I guess working with your dad was your apprenticeship. Do you have apprentices on your job? And and what can what do you expect from your apprentices um, from year one to year when you think that they're good enough to be finishers just as you are? You have to put yourself in the mind of a baseball manager. Okay. Okay. So a baseball manager has 25 guys in his dugout. Or twenty five ladies in this dugout. I like the correction. I like I like it. <laughs> so every one of those are going to have a, a different talent. They're going to have a different learning curve. They're going to have a different personality. So all that plays a factor. So if John has been here for three years, and John is just getting to a certain point, you know, I can't. I still got to have an open mind for James. Because here James is coming. James is learning at a faster rate. You know, James is more athletic. James has longer arms. Just different things. Right. Or here comes Tom, and Tom is brilliant with numbers. You know, I'm like, okay, well, this guy here, Tom, he's brilliant with numbers. We need to have him on the blueprints. You know, he can crunch, crunch numbers in his head quickly and efficiently. Yeah. You know, you have to put your people in the right situation, in the right role, because you want them to succeed. But right now we have like four apprentices that we're trying to get transitioned into pure concrete finishers. So nice. they're taking a little longer than what I took. But that's another thing that I have to constantly remind myself. You know, yeah. everybody doesn't want to be great at this. And only that too, some people, I think for some people, like, I know I love plumbing, but boy, plumbing has so much math and boy, do I struggle with math. I am not, you could not give me to do the numbers in the, in my head, but I could definitely read the blueprint, get all the material from looking at the blueprint, write it down, organize. And like you said, I think it's finding people's strengths. So like the jobs that I've worked on, the foreman would see that I was really good at brazing and copper and ordering material and keeping the crew everybody working. So they put me in that role. So I think what you, wow. what you're doing saying, it's like the dog and giving everybody a specific role. So they're going to grow differently. They all listen with your skill. As much as I teach people and their apprentices, I was, you know, it's very rare. I say apprentices, they actually as good as I am, you know, cause you, you know how much, cause I could tell from some of the things on Instagram, I looked at uh, a lot of your work and it's 
beautiful. You take pride in it. And it's like the same thing I do with my copper pipes. I don't care that it's going to be covered in the wall. It's going to be plumb. It's going to be straight. No solder drops. It's going to be beautiful. So I think that's really, really what, you know, we, you're going to impact on them. And I think the more stay around you and see how you and Shamika are doing. And it's going to really inspire them because I think the mechanics that I have had, what inspired me to be better because they were very neat. They were very, and I think you're going to rub off on them and that inspiration is going to move on. So I have one question, you know, both my coming up to my last question that I love to ask people. So Shamika, if you had to put a bumper sticker, even though I don't like to put bumper stickers on my car, at the back of your car with a motivating quote, what would it say? It would say, keep swimming. Ooh, I like that. And what would yours say, Jason? Striving. Keep striving. I like that too. So we keep swimming and keep thriving. I like that. We put them together. Boom. They work in tandem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jason, Shamika, I've checked out your guys' website at Presidential Concrete. What is one job that you guys have completed each that is the pinnacle of presidential? What is the one job that you love that like we did that, Jason or Shamika? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one job? And and just just throw it out there. What was it about the job that you love that was just like, yes? Uh, I would actually say the last job we just completed. The most part that I loved about the last job we just completed was the site superintendent. Okay, so when we first started this job, me and him, we didn't see eye to eye. Him and him and, and our foreman, they weren't seeing eye to eye. Obviously, he had a picture painted of us and we had a picture painted of him. But without even saying it to each other, we realized we had a need to depend on each other. Mm. And he stayed on us and he pushed us through. We we, we completed the, con- the contract weeks ahead of schedule. Wow. Uh, And another thing I was picking up from him was he was he had knowledge oozing out of his ear. So this guy is like 25 years experience on me. Mm. And I would pick things up from every day, every day, every day, every day. Was it a high rise? Was it a um, residential? Was it a pool? Because I know you do all of these things. Okay, this was a restaurant. It's going to open here in Huntsville. It's called the main event. Nice. And for you, Shamika? So it's not just a restaurant. It's an entertainment facility. Think David Buster's on steroids. So I'm excited for Mm. him. Actually, so I don't pour concrete. So there's nothing that I've completed. Right. But one job that he did years ago that I was most proud of. Actually, he didn't get dirty. He just managed the job in partnership with probably the black oldest contractor in Huntsville is um he we did a concrete pond a pond with like a concrete walkway at our beloved Alabama AM University. And this mm. was over 10 years ago, but every time I see it, it gives me a sense of pride because my husband managed that out of all the things we did. The main event is great. I'm glad the guy saw eye to eye. But to bring it back home where we started, like on the campus where our founder, who was a slave, was sold and is buried. Like, wow. that's it for me. All of the blessings that we have, whatever else comes, just the opportunity to leave something that's going to be there 30 years to infinity on our campus. That's what's exciting for me. So I want to say something to you, and you probably don't. I want you to embrace this for a minute, Shamika. 
you and Jason, you're doing this together. So for you to reach so far back and to bring that memory and do what we do, Andrea, Jason, and I, when we walk by buildings, right? And we say we did, you just did the same thing because even though you are not physically doing the work like we do, without you, it doesn't exist. Because as we said at the beginning, power couple, making it happen together. And I want you to embrace that. That's not because Jason says that you, without you, there's no, and without him, there's no you. And just to listen to you just say that just now, and you brought it back with such vivid detail about being on that job. You, you, you don't have to work with, girl, you're working with the tools. Okay. Just remember right. that. Yeah. And just to listen to you, you sound just like us. Like when we, so you are um, building this amazing legacy together. So before I go, my last question that I love to ask is what do you love about yourself, Shamika? One thing that you love about yourself and one thing you think every woman should hear. So what I love and what I think every woman should hear is simple. The ability to never give up. We understand that there's ebbs and flows and highs and lows, but I love that even in my darkest hour when I want to give up, I do not. And it's not necessarily because of my kids as a mother. It is just because there's no need to give up. I always believe that there's something beautiful on the other side of that. And so I just keep swimming. And I want every woman to know every little girl to know that, to keep going. Yeah, keep swimming. I like that. Just keep swimming. What about you, Jason? What is one thing you love about yourself, um, whether it be a quality of a, a part? And what is one thing you would tell your daughters to, to keep them going in life? Finding the extra energy when you thought you was all burnt out mm. and you're like, man, I, I just can't. And then all of a sudden you, you find something else and then you push forward and you make it through the finish line, Nice, you know, or you just don't think you're going to get this proposal in and you get a few more ounces of energy. You push through, you get it in, you get the contract. But one thing, if, if my kids could, if, if they could pick up something from me is keep pushing forward, keep moving. They see it with us every day. You know, they know they have to just keep going, even though they may have, more financial flexibility than, than we had, right. there's still bruises along the way. And you have to know how to shake a move with them. Mm. You know, whether it be their health, they have to know, hey, I got to keep pushing. I can fight through. Nice. Keep moving. And don't think you're going to get away with this. What is the one thing you like about yourself? Yeah, the ability to find that extra Okay. Ounce, I didn't think that bad. Okay. You know, that, that, that Michael Jordan. <laughs> I like that. Finding that thing that separates you from other people. Nice. And just honing in on it, whether it, it could be mental. You know that you are a strategic thinker. You know that you can be laser focused. Just, just know that you can do that better than other people who may be in in the competition with you. Nice, nice. And that is that have you stick out. Be very detailed oriented. My final question is an, an easy one. Jason, I know that you've been a mason since you were, I'm sorry, concrete finisher since you were 17. But was Mason your first choice? But you did say basketball earlier. Uh, what, okay, it? so my mom and dad had a farm as well. Mm. So when I was real young, they had a dairy, they had dairy cattle. They milked cows. I hated that. 
But then they went to a different type of farming after they sold the dairy cattle. You know, they raised, uh, we raised steers. We made hay. We grew soybeans and corn. I hated that, you know. But I did it because it was making money. I seen it making revenue. Right. You know, that's how we that's how we made our money. But I I hated it. So then when my dad started branching off and trying to start a new business, I would go and help him. And I would be like, man, you know, I don't really like this season. <laughs> so then uh, I think the summer I turned 15, I took a summer job with my uncle. He was a house framer. And what the thing I didn't like about working with him was he would be on the same site for weeks, 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 weeks. You know, it was really hard to see a, a quick turnaround of, of your progress. Right. So I didn't like that either. So my dad started teaching me concrete. I said, well, you know what? Well, I, I do like this. I started seeing myself making money at it quick. So that like that that allowed me to like it even more. Plus, you know, we, we was going to different jobs. You wasn't on the same job every day. Nice. You you the fast turnaround. around. You like you like to see that that money turn over. That's what it is. That turn over. Yeah. <laughs> he likes that. So. You grew up in New York City or something. Right? Stuff. Yeah. And, and, and going to different jobs every day in New York, we call that bouncing. Bouncing, <laughs> yeah. Bouncing yeah. back and forth right. to different jobs. So, you know, our time is coming to an end and I, I want to make sure that, you know, people who listen to your story, they might want to have you on their podcast and, and you can share like how you did with us. How can people, how can our listeners connect with you both? And if some of it, you'll send it to us and we'll put it in the show notes. But if somebody wanted to connect with you, how can they connect with you both? So the easiest way to connect with both of us or either of us is to just go to Instagram. Our page is open presidential underscore concrete nice. you can hit the i think it's a contact button that'll go to our email address and if you would like for us to you know like if beyonce and jay-z are listening yeah. and you want us to come pour your concrete yes. at your compound then we will come it don't matter you can ask for either one of us or none of us we understand but if you are interested in jason or shamika for work-related information or speaking engagements or whatever just go to presidential underscore concrete at Instagram. And both of us are there. We both personally manage that page right now. Okay. So that's how you can find either of us. We'll definitely do. Oh, and be sure to tell us happy anniversary. We will oh. be married 18 years tomorrow. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. people. Early. Yes, that's early. Yes, we love that. So, uh, um, Andrea, do you have anything to say before we say goodbye to this amazing couple that we had so much fun talking with that you brought to my attention? Thank you, Shamika and Jason, for joining us. For everyone out there listening, please follow us at toolsandtiaras.org on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like, follow, share, and donate. Also, if you're available, please volunteer. And remember, everyone, jobs don't have genders. And I would love to say thank you again so much for really, it's very rare that we meet a couple or somebody that look like Anne and I that have their own business in construction, in construction. And it was such an honor to speak to you, Bert, and hear your stories. And um, thank you for taking the time and bestowing your knowledge with us. We really appreciate it. Anne has one thing she wants to say before we go, but I also want to say that all those who are listening to the sound of our voices right now, just remember there's somebody out there 
there waiting for you to show them how magnificent they are and also to show them their path that God has sent them to do. So they need a little help. Do not do not be shy of helping someone. So thank you again so much. And I'll pass it back to Anne. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us today at Tradeswoman Talk. And here is a message from our sponsor. Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by our friends at SupplyHouse.com, home to over 100,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. SupplyHouse.com has everything you need from replacement parts to expansion tanks and other specialties. They've got you covered. Pros can take advantage of SupplyHouse.com's Tradesmaster program to receive free shipping, free returns, exclusive deals, and a dedicated phone line. Their customer service and inventory can't be beat. So be sure to start your next job with SupplyHouse.com. Getting your parts on time won't be a pipe dream. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. Stay connected. Visit www.toolsandtiaras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Tools and Tiaras. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at toolsandtiaras.org. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.